Hi, this is Kathleen. And this is Eric. And this is episode 86 of Thrifty Cast. Welcome. Um, how are you doing? I'm really good. I'm actually really tired. Me too. And it's the weird thing is we didn't thrift as much today as we did the last time that we recorded. But I'm so much more tired than I was then. Well, I'm older than the last time we thrifted. <laughs> <laughs> like two weeks, three weeks? It, yeah, several weeks. Um, no, I am really tired. And yeah. it's not it's not as hot as it was that day. No. Nope. It's a lot of things. And I it's, don't it's hard. It's like a sleepy tired, too. Yes. Yeah. Like, I could close my eyes and I could be out for a good three hours. I think I would want to eat a bunch of pita with baba ganoush. Oh. And then just go into kind of like a gentle, <laughs> really pretty much vegan food coma, vegetarian hmm. at least. I could go for nachos. Okay. I don't like baba ganoush. I do like baba ganoush. I like that it's smoky. Uh, the texture is not great. You know, yeah. if you don't like eggplant. I like eggplant. I don't like baba ganoush. That's weird. Call me weird. I'm not, just I guess not, not so much weird, just... No, no, that's, I am sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think part of my, my tiredness, though, is I am going to need to eat some real food when we're done. That seems very reasonable. Anyway. But, but nothing having to do with Baba Ganoush. No. No Baba Ganoush, and you're not here for this. Yeah. Um, what so, are you here for? <laughs> welcome to our food <laughs> podcast. Where we talk about what we'd like to eat. Um, which, which, honestly, I think about that at least as much as I think about thrifting. Yes. Yeah. It, they're neck and neck. Yeah. They really are. I did have a handful of cheese popcorn before we started, but I put it away. <laughs> I'm not eating it right now. And the thing is, I don't have any compunctions about snacking on the gummy bears. I, I'm so sorry for everybody who's listening. Yeah. Oh, the but, cheese popcorn would be mm-hmm. obnoxious. Plus, my dog really wants more of it. She's just staring at me past the computer mm-hmm. for it. So, yeah, I don't think people listen to Thrifty Cast for the sound quality. I think we say that, but who knows? Somehow, in spite of our crappy sound quality, some people listen. We have at least three listeners. Thank you. Yeah. Three listeners. So we thrifted today. Yeah. So um, <laughs> let's go with find of the day. Okay. Let's, let's, if it's okay, let's just stick with. Yes. Kind you of what go we first. Got. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like I got a lot of great stuff today. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of great finds today. The one that I'm going to bring forward, just because it's so different than what I normally thrift, um, we went to a um, thrift store, like one of those for-profit thrift stores in um, uh, Bridgeport, the neighborhood of Bridgeport in Chicago. So if there's any White Sox fans, it's where Comiskey Park is. It's guaranteed rate field now, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not, that's not catchy. It's not. Otherwise known as Comiskey mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. So uh, we went there, and they have uh, bags on the walls. I always think bags are really difficult. You can't see what's in them. I get overwhelmed because there's too many of them. And even though it's clear plastic, it it's just it's. I always think it's really hard to see inside. It is usually hard to see. Yeah. Um, but I found two bags in each one of them. I would say had like 40 souvenir spoons, maybe 50. Yeah, like the little ones that you see. Yeah. Um, It was enough where each of the two bags that I bought was heavy. Yeah, they were heavy. Um, You know, and you could kind of, through the plastic, you know, you could kind of move them around and see different ones. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're from 
you know, just any kind of tourist destination. Sometimes there are states, it looked like. Other times it was, there's one from Door County, Wisconsin, which is this vacation destination on the yeah. east, east side of the state. My bad joke was, want to collect spoons but don't want to travel? Here we you go. can buy these two bags and you have a spoon <laughs> collection. So now Eric has a spoon collection. Yeah, which I, I paid way more than I think I would have normally paid for those uh, at eight bucks a bag. Um, so I, I spent 16 bucks on souvenir spoons for places that I probably haven't been that I don't Which know about. sounds really ridiculous when you say it like that. And that's not how I thrift. It is not. You know, I don't, I don't pay a lot of money for things and I don't, yeah, it's just weird. I, I don't do that. Um, but the reason I did that has to do with our topic, which we'll introduce in just a second. But, um, what was yours? So I got a lot of really great stuff today. You sure did. I really lucked out and I will take a picture. I'm going to have to have Eric post it because I'm having weird issues with posting on Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, on ThriftyCast. It's very strange. So I'll take a quick picture and Eric will post for me. Um, I'm going to go with the smallest... Fiesta mixing bowl. I think there are seven mixing bowls. Mm-hmm. It weighs the the set of mixing bowls when you have all of them together weighs like thirty pounds. It's so heavy. The thing that's weird about those Fiesta bowls, I love the fact that you have so many sizes to choose from. I yeah. think that's great. Um, they're not just nesting bowls; they are tightly nested. Yes, like they are. There's not a lot of empty space in there when you have them stacked. No, and you can immediately see if you're missing one yeah, when, yeah. You, when you nest them. Um, this is the smallest one. It's in cobalt. We got it at the last, I got it at the last store, and it was 70 cents. 70 cents. So good. <laughs> what, what is your um, estimation of the age of it? Given that, where does that fall in the... Uh, oh, that's a hard question. Because um, Cobalt's original, right? Cobalt is original. Is the mixing bowl set original? I think so. That will send me scurrying to my guidebook to see. Um, but it's it's in pretty good shape. It has a few, like, little manufacturing flaws. But no, like, chips or dings or... And just the fact that it was 70 cents. It was sort of buried behind a bunch of stuff. But I was like... That blue looks familiar. Hmm. And I just dug around, and that's my reminder that if something looks like it could be good, it is worth digging around. The thing that I think is most surprising about that find is the location of the thrift store. Yeah. Um, this was on Milwaukee Avenue in kind of the Bucktown neighborhood, which is like Wicker Park, Bucktown. In Chicago, those are like hipster neighborhoods. Yeah. Well, they're older hipster neighborhoods now. Yeah, that's a good point. The, but the still, kids have moved elsewhere. But, they have. Um, I, I keep finding really great stuff there, and I expect it to be depleted. I found a pink piece of a pink Pyrex casserole last time we were there a few weeks ago. And this time I found a Pyrex. It's part of the primary mixing bowl set. It's the yellow bowl. It's in great shape. It hasn't been destroyed by a dishwasher. Yeah. I needed to replace my own because... Um, I made bad choices. Um, so, uh, and it was six bucks. And, and again, in such a hipster neighborhood, you would think that people would just snatch that kind of stuff up. Yeah. It's my reminder. I mean, cause I used to skip that store a lot and Eric used to always say that he didn't like that store. 
Um, it's just my reminder that you, you have to check back with stores um, because even if you have some bad experiences, like I never want to give up on one completely um, because really I have gotten some great stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, today I found three really good things there. Yeah. Do you want to say what the other two were? Yeah, the other two... Um, the other two, I, it's a planter. It's by a company called Robinson Ransbottom, which made a lot of planters and bowls and pitchers. It's called Moon and Stars. A lot of people think it's McCoy. It's green and brown. It was three-something. It is very pretty. Again, pictures. And then I got this funky throw. It's not full-sized. I mean, it's definitely a throw, a back-of-the-couch kind of throw. And the only way I can describe it is if you made a quilted throw out of couch material, like upholstery material. From the 40s. Yeah. It is not forgiving material. You don't want it to touch your skin, really. (laughs) But it is cool-looking. Yeah, it's the kind of upholstery you would have on furniture in a more formal living room in the 30s or 40s. So it has, it's it's sort of... It's nubby. It, it's nubby, or, or what do they call that? It's really, supposedly it's really trendy in interior design now, and it's that teddy bear material. It's that like... Mohair? No, 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 I no, 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 no. It's... <laughs> um, so it, one, one of you guys out there, you'll you'll know. Um, but it's, it's supposedly really trendy in furniture right now, and it's really coming back, along with like curved shapes. Okay, and it's like, know. it's a very, very tight curl, almost. Oh. Um... And it was, yeah, that was popular in the 30s as well. Yeah. 20s, 30s, it's on its way back. It was just, it was like somebody got their hands on a bunch of samples or something. Yeah. And um, made them into this throw. But that was, that was just really fun because I was very tired at that point Mm -hmm. and was not expecting to find anything. We're recording on a Sunday, so that's a hard time to find good stuff. I think at the thrift store, they tend to be pretty picked over. Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder if somebody had just a sample book. I mean, that, yeah. would, that would make perfect sense. Yeah, because nothing's that. too big. Yep. So that, yeah. that was kind of my thought. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great, great find. Um, and good thrift. So. Yeah, we had a good day. Yep. Um, so, to- topic-wise, topic. yeah. um, I, I think maybe I made reference to it. I think our last podcast was pretty rambling, but I know I was pretty rambling anyway. <laughs> So, um, but I definitely was, there was, uh, for a while, um, there was some kind of, um, talk about, uh, with me and Patrick about starting a business, um, you know, maybe having a vintage shop, coffee house, whatever. And we were kind of talking tentatively about that. Um, but we ended up recently just renting a booth in an antique mall in a little town called Watoma that's just north of us by about 20 minutes. Um, Watoma also sounds like it would be some kind of illness of the eye to me. Like you, huh. have, you have to go to the optometrist for, because, your Watoma. for your Watoma. But no. I, uh, so anyway, it's this little town called Watoma. It's like so many places in Wisconsin. They've got lakes. And so there's a lot of um, summer tourism a lot of people coming up to kind of boat and fish, um, ironically from Illinois, in a lot of cases. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's an antique mall in this town. Um, and we got a booth for 
here were the terms. If anybody's kind of interested out there, wants to kind of compare their own experiences. Um, this antique mall has, if I had to guess, maybe altogether 40 booths, maybe. I, I mean, it's a pretty good size, 40, maybe more. Um, our booth is 10 by 10. There's a monthly rent of $150 a month. And the way that it works is that um, they keep track of your sales at the front desk. And then they will cut you a check, whatever your sales are, minus that $150. That, I like that. I do too. Convenient. No yeah. writing a rent check. Or... Right, right. Like you don't, I, you know, I imagine if you come in less than $150, sure. you know. Uh, that you're writing a check, but yeah. Um, so the other thing I like about it is that it's month to month. There's no lease. Uh-huh. There is a 10% commission. So um, they, in addition to that 150 rent, they get 10% of all of our sales, which I, I'm fine with. I kind of, you know, there are a lot of antique malls that were actually will actually require the people who rent there to work. You know, and I'm not interested in that. Like, I would prefer not to do that. Um, although, you know, in a lot of ways, I guess it could be interesting. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I just wouldn't want to be committed to it. The time. Yeah. Yeah. The time would be a right. Challenge. Yeah, time I could be out thrifting, right? <laughs> um, and you know, I, I work full time, mm-hmm. so you know, it would be kind of a complicated proposition to you know try to step that. So, you know, I'm I'm fine with them getting the ten percent. Um, our official start date when we uh, initially agreed to start would be uh, starting on September 1. Um, we actually got in a few days early because the booth that we've been assigned was um, already vacant. So we were able to start moving stuff in. Um, and then we ended up selling a bunch of stuff. We sold um, 70 bucks worth of merchandise in just a couple days, which was great. Um, and then she kind of prorated rent for a month. So we actually had a tiny bit of August rent that came out to about 15 bucks. And then because we sold 70, she got 77 of that. So, um, with all the expenses and everything, we ended up getting a check for 48. Yay. Yeah. Which for, you know, three days, Mm -hmm. I didn't think was that bad. Um, you know, after all, all the expenses were taken out. So, um, yeah, so it's been like, it's been a positive experience. It's really changed the way I thrift because now I do things like buy two bags of spoons, like massive amounts of souvenir spoons for places I've never been. Um, and I'm already thinking about like, okay, how can I put these out in a way that's kind of enticing for people or that would give people an idea about what you can do with a bunch of tiny souvenir spoons that would kind of fit into, I don't know, decor mm-hmm. or perhaps even have some kind of use. Mm-hmm. And I'm stumped. <laughs> well, you've got time. You just bought them. Did you buy anything today specifically for yourself? The uh, My find of the day, the bowl. Oh, okay. The replacement bowl. Yeah, that's there's, right. there's a part of me that's like, maybe I can sell the bowl I'm replacing. I can't sell that. Yeah. Thanks to my bad choices. I just... It's I a cat food bowl or a... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 
I'm gonna, you know, there's, yeah, there's some dog water, maybe, you know, there's, there's some, I'll find some use for it. Yeah. Um, but, wow, other than that, I I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Um, what, one of the things that I'm learning as I'm doing this, though, is that there is a great deal of fluidity in my thinking about what goes in the house and what I sell. Because at this point, I'm looking around the house, and this is in the spirit of decluttering, mm-hmm. which, you know, I've talked about on here before, that that's been yeah. on the forefront of my consciousness, getting things cleared out. And now I'm like, oh, well, I've got a, a place for the vintage stuff anyway. I have a place for it to go. So I am, there's so much stuff I have that I never use. There's something about a salt and pepper shaker like a cute salt and pepper shaker. I just can't say no. They're adorable. They're yeah, adorable. I, I do really like them. When but. was when was the last <laughs> time I salted or peppered food sitting at the table? I, it's weird. I don't do it. Really? I never do it. Every once in a while in a di- maybe if I always have them full and mm-hmm. they were sitting on the table, I, I might. Probably not. Try it. Fill up one of your salt and pepper shakers. The, the thing is, I don't really cook that way. If I salt and pepper something, 99% of the time, I'm at a diner and it's hash browns. That's the one thing I... I pepper a lot of things. I don't do a lot of salt, but I do pepper a lot of things. I like pepper. It gives things good flavor. Again, welcome welcome to our food podcast. (laughs) (laughs) With really non-controversial takes. (laughs) Pepper is good. Um, Do you feel like Thrifting is more fun, less fun, the same amount of fun when you're looking for stuff? More. Oh. For sure. Um, Because it frees you up to buy more stuff? Yes. Like, the lid is so off right now. Like, I am looking at buying things that I wouldn't normally. Mm -hmm. Um, My criteria for when I pick something up, and there's a lot of stuff that I'll pick up and put down, if I think I can sell it or that there would be interest in it mm-hmm. for at least double what I pay for it thrift, then I'll pick it up. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, there are items that I'll get a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that those items that we sold that added up to that $70, mm-hmm. there um, were, it's... Um, oh, sorry, technical difficulties. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, what on earth was I saying? Added up to $70. Right. Um, oh, yeah. One of the things I got was uh, I found this great depression glass cake stand. I don't bake cakes. Yeah. I don't display cakes. It's not a thing. Um, you know, and there, of course, there are a lot of other uses for a cake stand, but not really in my life. So uh, I got this cake stand. I probably got it for 3 bucks. Sold it for 15 mm-hmm. And it's green depression glass. It might have actually even been uranium glass. I don't have a black light, so who knows? Um, probably should get a black light. Probably should. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, that went for 15 which, you know, that's a good profit on yeah. that. You know, um, and the idea is to do that kind of quantity. But, yeah, so I'm buying, long story short, I'm buying a lot more than mm-hmm. I would. And my cutoff is just if I think I can sell it for double what I would thrift it for, mm-hmm. then I'll do it. What I remember from when we had our booth a million years ago is that I started to feel pressure to find things. Um, 
And maybe it's just thrifting's different now. Maybe I've expanded my ideas about what I would buy, what people buy. And I think some of that is my experience of working at the shop and seeing what people buy and what sells. But I do remember a certain pressure to get stuff. And it seems like that hasn't been an issue. You've got a lot of stuff. Actually, weirdly enough, now that you mention it, there was a moment, you know, we went to our first thrift store today and I found a ton of stuff, a ton of very heavy stuff (laughs) and fragile that I, um, uh, you know, was loading into the car. And the second thrift we went to was a little bit of a dud. Yeah, definitely. There wasn't um, much there. And there were a couple moments when I was in that thrift where I started to feel like, oh yeah, they're like I need to find stuff. What if what if I don't find stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know I have a, you know we were kind of planning on doing this for a while, so we have a lot of back stock. We have stuff around the house that we need to get rid of. We're not hurting for anything to load the booth with. Yeah, um, and I kind of had to remind myself that. But yeah, there absolutely was a moment mm-hmm. of oh, I do feel some pressure here. And now there's 80 tiny spoons or whatever yeah. you have. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if any of you out there have ideas about how would you <laughs> use spoons. If your answer is like glue a magnet on it and stick it on the fridge, I do that with everything. It's really my only craft. I will glue magnets on anything. Um, it's not a bad craft, though. You sold some of your magnets. I did, yeah. What some of the sales in the booth? Um, I will uh, look for United States puzzles, so long as those puzzles specify that they um, are. You know, Each state is a puzzle. Yes, piece. yeah. That they uh, and they, they'll. There's a phrase that they use, and I don't yeah. remember what it is, but they'll cut along state borders. Mm-hmm. So I found a couple of those, and again, I'll, I have these little button magnets that I'll just glue on the back, put those up. They look really sharp, and I sold five of those. I have no idea what state sold. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, and I, I honestly didn't keep very good track of the states I put up there. Um, well, then you'll never know. Invariably, invariably what happens is that you buy one of those puzzles. There's always a state missing. It's often New Hampshire or Vermont. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why? They're tiny. Why? Oh, that explains it. Yeah. And I think often... That totally explains it. And Rhode I ha- Island, you think, would always be gone. Right. I, well, is it attached to another state? I Let's think they might. I think they might do like yeah. a Delaware, yeah. Rhode Island kind of thing. Um, but I don't know why they don't do that with New Hampshire and Vermont. Cause they're just sort of, they're kind of a yin and yang kind of thing. Um, he said gesturing with his hands in a way that, um, <laughs> that's not going to help anybody. audio medium. So yeah, I'm going to be, I mean, so far you have three days of data. I'm going to be really interested to see what sells. And also because I'm a big geek about data, like when, oh Yeah weekends, weekdays. Um, well, I'm trying I'm to be very small. And well, I'm trying to be mindful of, I'm not a person who really pays close attention to the seasons. I'm not like, Oh, time to get rid of all my pillows and put out my fall pillows. I'm not that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will never be that person. So we, you know, we do have some Afghans cause I often thrift those and we're, we're trying to put out autumn colors or, Things that are a little more 
you know, as fall gets closer. There's also kind of a back to school kind of thing. One of the things, and again, it it felt like the stuff that sold so far was very random. Um, Metal trays were a big hit. I don't know if one person came through and cleared out metal trays, but it's those kind of rectangular vintage metal trays. They often have a floral design or ivy around the edges. I had one that was like a kid's tray that um, had a circus scene on it. Um, somebody came through and cleared all those out. And um, is there are those like really hot right now in a way that I'm not aware of? Or does somebody collect trays? Yeah, or, did, or just one person came come through who was interested in that specifically. So yeah, I mean it's gonna. I'm tracking what what's going. on. You know, and I have other depression glass in there, but it was the cake stand that sold next to it. I had a pitcher, which I think is from the 20s. Mm-hmm. Perfect shape, perfect condition, no chips, you know, nothing. And it has a grape motif. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's kind of ornate, but it's ornate in that, like, oh, it's the 1920s and it's a painting of nymphs in a meadow. Yeah. Like that, I guess, Art, Art Nouveau, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It's like pre-deco, but mm-hmm. a little bit of deco in there. And I thought that would go. I think it's a much prettier piece. I think it's much more interesting. And um, it's, the picture is a good size. It's more useful. I People like cake stands. We sell a lot of cake stands at the shop. Mm-hmm. We do. I, I don't have a cake stand, nor do I plan to buy one because I don't make cakes. But um, what are people using? I don't know. Are... are to give height, I think sometimes, like okay. to displays. Oh, um, I, I think that's some of it. Yeah, and it could absolutely be. And, and there was some discussion about this when we rented the booth. There's some dealers that will come through. Mm-hmm. Other dealers will come through, and they'll buy your stuff. Yeah. So maybe somebody, yeah, did want it for a display, but they wouldn't really have a use for a picture. That does make sense. I had this thought today while we were at the thrift store. And I think this sometimes when I'm there, I wonder how many people are shopping to resell. And I've thought about this. We, um, so at the, at the antique store that I work at a day or two a week, we have, um, uh, like a, a yard sale, a garage sale, whatever sidewalk sale once a year. And the sidewalk sale is usually stuff that we don't, buy mm-hmm. from customers and they donate and we donate some of the money to charity or all the money to charity. So it's like stuff that wasn't good enough or stuff we didn't think would sell. They didn't want it back. They didn't want to cart it home. So it's kind of like leftovers. Mm-hmm. So it sells at that sale. The next day, my boss was at a flea market and there were people selling it at oh. a flea market. I, I was just sort of thinking about like how many hands all this stuff goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have stuff that you bought that you're going to sell. Maybe a dealer buys it. Maybe they sell it. The stuff at our shop is purchased by dealers. Sometimes I sell stuff at the shop that I've thrifted that I've had in my place for years. And now I'm tired of, mm-hmm. it's just, I think it's so interesting how many people, not just touch, but use these things and then they're sold on. My worry about the antique mall on that note is that it's a closed ecosystem. Yeah. That you have a bunch of people 
who are just setting up booze, buying from each other, putting it out. <laughs> um, you know, I thank God I have seen customers come through. But the thing is, like, I don't. You know, it's fine. You know, it's money. I don't. I, you know, I don't care. To a certain extent, I don't care where the money comes from. But again, the mission here is to get interesting items that two people where they're, they're going to use it and enjoy it in their homes. And, you know, it may not be for everybody, but, you know, I, I don't necessarily love the idea of being part of a closed ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And I, I certainly, uh, they, I, I like the antique mall that we're in. There's a ton of interesting stuff to look at. It's not all to my taste. There is the guy there who's like um, rusty farm stuff in a big pile in the middle of the floor. Absolutely. <laughs> That, like, we have that guy. I haven't met him yet. I'm assuming it's a guy which is really sexist. I, we have that person. Um, the, um, you know, it, there's a lot of things that are, are I, I think, overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody had this set of etched barware, you know, just clear glass etched. Which you see at the thrift store all the time. I, I never not see it at a thrift yeah. store. And I think it's beautiful and I think it's great and I think um, you know, people should enjoy elegant barware and so I think it's great but they had like I'm going to say like a 50 or $60 price tag on a set of eight glasses and you know, they had the brand name and they'd done their research and it absolutely might be selling for that on eBay for all mm-hmm. I know. But I don't see that. I just see etched glass, which is pretty, but not like sixty bucks pretty. Yeah. So I anyway, there there's um you know, and there are a lot of things that are more affordable, but I don't really see myself, sadly, I don't see myself doing a lot of shopping in that antique mall. Yeah. Um because I'm a thrifter. You know, it's Yeah, and that's that's fine. Yeah. And we want you know, we want shoppers. We want people mm-hmm. who as opposed to thrifters or pickers, we want shoppers. Mm-hmm. You know, people who we're what what mm-hmm. we're selling is that we're doing the work. So, yeah, I mean, and so I, I mean, it's this very um, interesting experiment that I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying, and I'm liking seeing how it does affect my thrifting and what I'm decluttering or, or not decluttering. Um, you know, I've I've had Pyrex refrigerator boxes forever. I never use them. Ever. Um, even the, they're like little loaf size. And yeah. I'm like, I don't even like make meatloaf in those. Yeah. I would use a different pan on those rare occasions where I make meatloaf. So I'm actually starting to think, huh. I could sell this. Do I really need to keep this around? Um, so, yeah. And so in that note, it's been interesting to say the least. So, so there will be more to come because it's only been a few days. Yeah. But I'm excited to hear more and to Thank see you. more of what you sell. Thank because you. Because I'm fascinated. Um, and I can't wait to see the booth in person. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're still in the process of sort of filling it out. It's, yeah. It still looks very sparse to me. I like, it's walking that fine line. You want it to be abundant but not overwhelming. Yeah. So, and, you know, we're still trying to walk that balance. So, we'll see. Well, thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook, ThriftyCast. And uh, the Instagram account, which is I Love Thrifting, I-L-U-V Thrifting, um, on Instagram. Interestingly enough, this 
We didn't take any pictures today, did we? No, no. No, I didn't. Bummer. Um, the thing about the Instagram account, I will save that account for things that I think are unusual or weird or noteworthy that I typically don't buy. Yes. Um, there are very rare exceptions. There was a subliminal CD to address your irritable bowel syndrome. Which for some reason you bought. I went back and it was still there and I bought it. (laughs) I think I still have it somewhere. Um, that'll be a hot mover in the booth. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how that does. If I can find it. Buy $20 of merchandise. Get this CD set. <laughs> we'll treat your IBS for free. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.